Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back for a new Colchonero chat, and I'm excited for this one. We're going to have a good show today. I'm Jeremy. I'm joined by Robbie, and we are going to be talking as much as we can uh, over as many angles as as we can cover. We're going to be discussing Atletico Madrid's 1-0 loss to Manchester City on Tuesday night. Uh, No shortage of things to discuss from this game, Robbie, even though Atletico did very little from an attacking point of view, um, which I I think we're going to have a pretty spirited debate about that. I think you and I will have some diverging opinions. Let's start with your general thoughts on the game, as we usually do. Yeah, I thought that, um, uh, well, hello, Jeremy, for, for to start with. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello, but, Robbie. Uh, yeah, no, we, 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 haven't, we, we, have, we haven't spoken about which side of the fence uh, each of us falls on, so I don't really know what, what your take on it was. But, uh, but yeah, my, my general opinion was that um, Simeone set out to, to do what we saw him doing and I think he did it they did it well for 60 minutes and then uh, uh, Pep Guardiola brought his reinforcements off the bench and um, and they changed the game and uh, yeah I thought there was a lot of kind of uh, to, to be honest with you like I fall on one side of the fence in, in terms of I think Atletico didn't do enough and I thought that uh, I thought that I'm not entirely sure that this is um yeah, it's it's not as much a philosophical choice or a, or a tactical choice as it is desperation. Just just mm. batten down the hatches and hope for the best. Um, 
as 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 uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's as much a tactical decision as it is just just uh, limit risk and uh, like yeah, I, I struggle to I struggle to defend that to be honest with you, um, because I just think that Atletico need to be doing more in games like that. They have a squad that can compete, and they. I don't know what kind of message that sends to players long term uh, in so far as does Simeone trust them? Does he think that they have what it takes to beat them? Now, I also understand from the point of view that Man City are one of the most awesome teams that have ever been assembled. They are ruthless if you give them an inch and you have to try to um, uh, limit that. But at the same time, you can't just or I feel as though you can't just sit back and, and play the way that Letigo did when you want to be considered one of the best teams in Europe. And um, But having said that, they executed quite well. I understand it's not as simple as just sitting back. It takes effort. It takes um, excellence to, to do that for 70 minutes. And uh, I, I I can see why Simeone did it. I just don't know if that's the, the, the route that Letigo should be taking uh, given the ability in the squad. Yeah, and I, I think that makes sense. I totally understand that argument. Uh, it's one I, I saw much worse on Twitter yesterday. I'll say that about it. You know, I saw much worse and, and less rational than what you just said. Uh, from, from my vantage point, I think Atletico were excellent on Tuesday. I think they played a great game. And what was most important in my estimation was that after conceding, they didn't let it get worse. Like, they, they make the mistake... Simeone made a mistake with his substitutions. Lodi and Renildo made another, and Atleti lost the game. Like, the margins are just razor thin against a team as ruthless and as talented and as deep as Manchester City. But the fact that they didn't let it get worse to 2-0 or 3-0 or or decide to go you know, balls to the wall, so to speak, and end up losing 5-1, the fact that this is still just a one-goal tie, that is, in, in a sense, encouraging to Simeone. I think that is... He didn't go to the Etihad with the goal of losing. He, he went to the Etihad with the goal of keeping this tie manageable for the second leg at the Wanda Metropolitano next week. And I think that that's what he did. Um, Atleti did something yesterday, Robbie, that I have never seen before in a game at this level, in, in a game in this, uh, the two teams as competitive as this. Atleti played in a 5-5 formation. Um, again, I've never seen this before. I didn't really think it was coming. I knew Simeone would have something planned uh, to try to nullify and negate all of City's options and weapons. Um, You mentioned it a bit in your answer to the first question about your general observations, but what did you think of the 5-5 formation? How surprising was it? How shocking was it? And overall, what grade would you give it in terms of execution? Yeah, like, as I said earlier, it it makes sense. If you're going to play like that, you have to... You almost have to go and, and completely uh, like do it right or don't do it at all because kind of one of these half-hearted efforts results in City just completely dominating you right. and losing 5-0 or something like that. You either go toe-to-toe with them, which is what Jurgen Klopp does, or you sit back and play the way that Letigo did because any of this kind of half-baked stuff... Pep Guardiola will just eat you alive, right. and and I think that in that in, in that sense, no, they did well and, and all that. But I just look, I can understand that 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 I just can't understand football the way that it's played like that. Um, even the language around it, they 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 didn't let it get worse. They they you know, hmm. and I, and I understand too that it's a two-legged tie. 
and, and we really probably maybe should um, hold our judgment until the second leg and see what Atletico have up their up their sleeve. But at the same time, to, to not get a shot uh, on target or off target in ninety minutes of football with 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 two hundred million players um, and. And, and talent all around the field, Marcos Llorente, you're you're the reigning La Liga champions, and you can't get a shot. Like, look, I understand that Pep Guardiola has revolutionised football. He has a team built of just pure superstars, very expensive squad to assemble. But but to think that they can't get a shot away with two hundred million euro strikers. Uh, Marcus Llorente, one of the best uh, footballers in Spain, um, and 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 internationals throughout the squad, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. You you can't even get a shot on or off target. Look, I understand the, the why he did it, but to me, that's just not uh, acceptable as far as I'm concerned. Because the problem is, the problem is. All this is, is moral victories. Every single year, it's like, oh, they kept the score down. They, 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 they didn't let it get out of control. They, they, they did well and they, they, they fought till the end. Like, there's no redeeming. Where, what, what's the next stage here? What is the next step? Because there doesn't seem to be one. And if anything, Atletico have actually, we, we, we talked endlessly about Atletico's evolution their evolution they're actually devolving into something far more uh, afraid than they ever were at least the old Atletico really really did hit you on the counter and you had to be aware, afraid of that in this game Joe Felix and Griezmann were so far away from their own goal that they had absolutely no chance of, of threatening um, Ederson or, or even putting the back line under pressure and listen we will hold judgment until the second leg, but I just fear that this is going to be another year of a respectable failure. And Atletico have been knocked out of La Liga, or knocked out. They've been they're, they're, they're not um, in the running for La Liga since probably November. November, yeah. They they scraped through the group. They beat Manchester United. Um, Poor Manchester United side, um, and now they're they're going down without even landing a blow against City. And okay, there's a second leg to come, but what 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 are we doing here? You know. Well, yeah, and and, and there is a second leg to come, and. <laughs> Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying, right? And the the idea of a respectable failure, the, yeah, that that stings. That would uh, this is an Atleti team that has faced a lot of respectable failures in the Champions League over the years, including getting ever so close to winning the trophy twice in a span of three years earlier in in Cholo's tenure. Um, but I, I think a question that I had to ask myself yesterday while watching this, and I wonder if you asked the same thing. Um, Atleti are capable of going out and generating like 2.1 XG at Manchester City. And there were transition opportunities. There were spaces in transition uh, either side of, of halftime in early in both the first and second halves. Uh, just, but just because Atleti are capable of doing it, is that the best way to win? And that's the question I think Simeone asked himself. He came up with a very resolute answer. 
And that's what I am continuing to ask myself. Yes, Atleti played in this 5-5 formation that Kevin De Bruyne said he'd never seen before. And Pep Guardiola, uh, I wouldn't say he was apoplectic, but he, he said after the game, like throughout history, it is difficult to score in a five against you know, five attackers against five defenders. Um, Simeone came up with one answer. I'm not really sure where I land. I, I kind of side a bit more with, with the coach, I suppose, because Atleti are still in this tie. Uh, just because the the attack is capable of doing something doesn't always necessarily line up with that being the best way to win. Sure, Atletico could have gone toe-to-toe with City. It probably would have ended with a multi-goal defeat. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, and like this is it so so when when you ask that question is atletico or um is this the best way to win for diego simeone it it, it absolutely is because mm-hmm. he and and this is this is what 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 comes down to the the authenticity of of of, of tactics and having to pl- needing to find a style that suits you and 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 that's why like uh like, like like Arsene Wenger was asked in a in an interview in the Guardian a couple of years ago. Does does every manager need to have a philosophy? And I I think and he said yes, absolutely, because it mm. has to come back to why, why are we doing this? Why why are we? And 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 we we won't get too deep into this, but like why why are we here? Why are we even alive and breathing? <laughs> why what is our purpose? Is it to is it to take a chance? And, and have a go, or is it to is it to um, just survive and to, to 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 eke out a result? I mean, and and I know that that's kind of we we could spend another three or four podcasts talking about that. But like, you, 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 um, Simeone understands football in the sense that I, it might not be pretty. It doesn't have to be, but I get results, and and his biggest fear. Diego Simeone's biggest fear is being naive. And that is, for him, the cardinal sin. For some managers, the cardinal sin is not trying or not not, not, not uh, having a go, not going toe-to-toe, stuff like that. For Simeone, it, his, the cardinal sin for him is being mugged off by because he got idealistic about about what, why he feels like... Uh, what he feels like Atletico Madrid is. So he went and just battened down the hatches last night, and I can completely understand that. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, because there's being an idealist and being like Paco Chemes, for example, that didn't work out too well for him, and it hasn't been working out too well for him. But like, and and this is. Um, and and there's 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 a there's there is a grey area between the two, but at the same time, uh, that's based off squad limitations and, and a kind of more pragmatic approach. But at the end of the day, um, I I feel as though this Atletico Madrid squad, just last summer we were talking about them winning multiple La Ligas. We were talking about them dominating Europe, uh, Spanish football, and possibly having a go. And now we're looking at this last night, where barring a, a, a miracle. Atletico Madrid aren't going through. Um, like Man City, probably going to score again because Atletico have to go for it. Like I, I wouldn't be betting on a Manchester City not scoring. And then you're looking at Atletico having to score three goals against Man City. Yeah, yeah, they Look, need to score two to four extra time and three to win outright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, but like at the same time, I mean, I just look. It could happen, and it might happen. But at the end of the day, I just feel like. Uh, 
we are going to be left a little bit um a little bit uh, feeling a little bit uh, hard done by at the end of the, at the end of the season thinking is is that it like I mean another moral victory with a team worth hundreds of millions of euro because like I'll, I'll be honest with you now I understand Rio Vallecano play attacking football anyway so it's kind of it would be weird if this happened but if Rio Vallecano somehow magically managed to find themselves find themselves in Europe the quarter final of a Champions League and they went out and played like that and they didn't get one single shot on target I'd be criticising them let alone Atletico Madrid who are supposed to be eating at the same table as Man City and and again I understand why Simeone did it I, I can I can I can uh, uh, like I can I can I can see the reasoning behind it but at the same time I feel like you have to be a little bit more um uh, a little bit more adventurous and at, at least challenge Ederson once or twice mm-hmm. uh, you know play a number 9 and, and hoof the ball up to him or, or something uh, I, I don't know what it would be but I just feel like uh, yeah we've, we've been shortchanged again and we're going to be left thinking oh if only Foden didn't pass off oh, only it's, it's, uh, it's small margins and all that yeah but like, look Man City absolutely dominated that game and 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 De Bruyne laughed after, and he was like, "Look, he said, this was it's really hard to score against them. They sat back and like they just completely closed off everything, but they were patient. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really, I, I don't, I don't really, as far as I could see, I, I just don't see the point in being that defensive with a team f- filled with that much, with as much talent as Atletico Madrid have." He, Simeone practically telegraphed this on Monday, saying that City have better players than, than Atletico do. They have more money than Atletico do. But it's two games. Anything can happen over two games. Uh, and I think we said this on the last show when we were previewing the first leg of this tie, is that in a 38-game league season, th- there are no frauds, right? You you practically are what you are after 38 games when you play every other team twice. In the Champions League, a competition that is a third of that length, and you only play teams twice in the knockout stage, um, home and away legs, like, Strange things can happen, and that's what Cholo is betting on in this in the second leg. When it will be more open, because Atletico will have absolutely no choice; they will have to go for it at some point in that second leg, uh, as they they could have done in the first leg. And I I think, as I said earlier, there were opportunities, there were spaces in transition because City were playing so high up the pitch, like um, they were just stacking the deck on both wings. Uh, they were having four, five, six, even six attackers going up to try to challenge Atletico's defensive line and trying to generate this numerical superiority. And Atletico did so well uh, managing that for 70 minutes until Renildo steps out of line. He, he doesn't even step all the way out. He, he tries to win the ball off Foden. Foden just tricks it past him, and there you go. There's your goal from De Bruyne, a great finish. You wrote in your column before this game, Robbie, that Atletico had been preparing for this game for weeks. And I thought that was a really interesting point, how the possession stats had been slowly declining, as you wrote, down to 36%, 30%. Atleti were around 30% at the Etsy had on um, on Tuesday. And I have some some stats for you, my favorite. Uh, stats from at Atletico underscore stats. A Man City side that had been averaging, I think this is the in all competitions that have been averaging at home this season, 2.7 expected goals per 90, six shots on goal per 90, nearly four big chances and 41 touches in the area per 90. Here's what Atletico did to them on Tuesday. Conceded once, two shots on target, both from De Bruyne, one big chance and 
23 touches in the area compared to 41 on average. So the, the plan worked. And I, and I think you can understandably fault Simeone and Atletico for not showing a little bit more ambition, uh, especially when, when the game was still goalless, when I think City, to some degree and some element, were there for the taking. Leaving it off of the second leg is a big risk. And I, I think we the most likely scenario is still that Atletico do go out next week because you just look at the difference in resources available, the difference in talent between the two squads. Um, but Simeone's tactics are, are giving Atleti at least some chance. And I think that is that to me is the big takeaway from this game is how a team that could not defend worth anything earlier this season has now in a span of six weeks uh, shown fresh commitment, new vigor, new passion. And if not for a couple mistakes that most teams would not penalize, this would be goalless going back to to the Wanda. But is, is it better to be down 1-0 or, or goalless entering the second leg? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I suppose goalless, just given the fact that you don't have to, you you can then you could you you then have options at your disposal in the second leg, and you can you can decide what you want to do, whether you want to start fast and, and things like that. And I must say, actually, also like Atletico kind of played well in the. Um, in the, in the last half an hour, I thought they kind of had a go with it. No, no, they again they didn't, get a, they didn't even get a shot on target. Right. But I think that they did play a little bit, a little bit better. Um, and and like when you're when you're saying there about how this would be this would be uh, nil all. Like the the problem with how they played as well is that um you're asking and and you're saying that there was chances in transition. I uh, there were in theory, I guess, but like. Llorente was going to have to run 60 yards. Uh, Griezmann a couple of times got the ball in that in, in transition and it was like, uh, I think Thomas Lamar took off one time in transition and it was like, A, there was nobody with him and, and B, he was absolutely exhausted by the time he got the goals and, and they had just converged around him. So, in theory, right, okay, maybe there was uh, uh, options in transition but in reality... Pep Guardiola had them snuffed out completely, um, and and uh, yeah, like I, I just think um, may, may, maybe it is a good thing that that Atletico are 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 uh, gone, our goal down now, and they have to come out and play. They because have to. They yeah. come out and played. Uh, yeah, and, and sorry, just on on the substitutions. Then they were so exhausted that then you had to bring on bring in the players to replace Llorente. Uh, well, he was he's on a yellow, so um, he, he they took him off. I'd imagine just to kind of make sure he doesn't miss the second game. Uh, someone has decided to start drilling on the <laughs> there's, a, there's a video that just started auto playing as you were talking. Incredible timing. No, 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 it wasn't a video. It was actually someone drilling something. It's like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but um, but uh, yeah. So, and they were just exhausted. Llorente uh, and uh, I'm not sure who has come off, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was Llorente uh, coming off on the hour for Cunha, which was surprising initially. But yeah, then I remembered he's on a yellow card, and that was a smart change. Correa for Griezmann is pretty much like for like Griezmann had done a lot of running, and he was one of those who had the that uh, opportunity in transition in space early second half, but just missed the final pass because he'd already done so much mental and physical work. The sub that really um, I think was harmful was Koke coming out for DePaul. Um, and, and I got to tell you, Robbie, I am considerably less impressed with Rodrigo DePaul the longer this season goes on. Um, we've talked a bit about 
trying to contextualize some of his struggles this season. The fact that Atletico's midfield has not been properly balanced for most of this season hasn't helped him at all. It hasn't helped him get settled. He looks uncomfortable. He he looks he, he I think he's overcompensating for a lack of comfort and lack of confidence by being overly aggressive. Um, the the foul on on Graylish that led to a yellow card. Like, what are you doing? Come on, play ball. Um, I, I think that we've had what maybe two or three good DePaul performances in this season. This was the marquee signing last summer. This was the most expensive signing in La Liga last summer when Atletico bought him from Udinese. And I've seen a lot of talk and not much performance to back it up. Uh, I, I'm I'm telling you, I wouldn't be. I would like to see another year of DePaul with a better with a little more structure in midfield around him, but he has really failed to impress me. Yeah, and uh, I, I wonder, is that down to the fact that he just he doesn't fit in with what Atletico are trying to do and he's kind of seen himself dropping down the pecking order and like you said, he comes on, tries to... Um tries to overcompensate then with like and and, and I, th- I think he's the kind of guy who needs um who needs confrontation he needs that he needs to get hit a couple of times in order to feel a part of the game and, and get into the rhythm and and i think that uh, yeah it just turns into kind of him mouthing off and you know and, and some guys are completely are, are amazing at that just talking their way through the game like uh and and keeping it right the level just just right um and and uh by doing that, it has an effect on everyone around them, but they're keeping their focus as good. And it, it takes a pretty special <laughs> ability to be able to do that without losing the cool yourself. But I mm-hmm. think Rodrigo sometimes, he sometimes ends up kind of uh, spilling over a little bit. And yeah, yeah. And, and that's just on another point on that, I, I think it might be down to the fact that he, he doesn't really fit into what Simeone is doing because he's neither a central midfielder nor is he, yeah, he, he's not, he's not, um, He's not the kind of rhythm guy that that Simeone needs from a number five or, or a number six, and neither is he as powerful and 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 uh, uh, as aggressive running straight in a straight line as Marcos Llorente. So he's kind of caught in in between the two. His ideal position would be pushing pushed a little bit further forward and having the ability to arrive late and and uh, maybe as like a free eight or something like that. And I just wonder like. And and just 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 let let's assume here that um that uh, players are 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 picking the club based solely on uh, their ability to a play nice football and b win. Um, who is watching this Atletico Madrid team thinking? Oh yeah, I'd love to. Like what? Sorry, what upgrade? Uh, well, uh what am I trying to say what upgrade like like what players that Atletico Madrid what players that would upgrade Atletico Madrid's squad are sitting at home thinking yes I want to be a part of this like I mean I think specifically uh, you know, what, what think kind this, of attackers what forwards or attacking midfielders are watching this game and saying I want to play there is that is that the point you're trying yeah, to make I'm, yeah, yeah, and and, mm. and and okay, maybe there's there's hundreds of attacking midfielders who who are sitting at home saying they want to play for Atletico Madrid, but but they're not good enough. So so like I mean, what players that would upgrade the squad is what I mean, um, uh, are sitting at home watching this and like I mean, you know, and and um, uh, Yo Felix has conformed. And he has got a run, and he's done quite well. But at the same time, do you honestly think he's he he would he wouldn't prefer to be playing for Man City or or like someone and where they, where his skills can 
shine every single game. I just think that, um, yeah, I don't, and I don't know what the answer to that is, but uh, uh, I just wonder, like, oh, sorry, and that's the other thing. What um, player, how do the players feel about playing like this? Is this basically Simeone saying, you have absolutely no faith in us? Mm. Like, you've none. If you're if you want to play like this, playing playing Antoine Griezmann as a as a as a uh, right back, playing Joe Felix tucked in as like a defensive right midfielder or whatever position he was in, <laughs> uh, is that is that what you're is 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 that like basically telling the players that look I don't really believe that we can beat this Man City side, um you know and I and I just wonder what kind of erosive effect that has on a team, if you win everything's fine let's keep going but when you lose it's kind of like in the summer you're sitting there thinking is, is this worth it like i think it's an interesting point and it it raises questions about the club's branding the club's brand power and the the strength of its name and its commercial impact like atletico do not have the commercial impact that uh, other spanish clubs like madrid and barcelona for example uh, have it, and it is unfairly or otherwise. I think we can partially attribute it to the perceived playing style. Uh, because yeah, like potential sponsors and, and and players watch this game, and they they think one thing, like they think one way about Simeone and the and Chodismo and the way Atletico play, um, and it's a style that is certainly not for everyone. Um, and I think if the players had a serious problem with this it, it, the plan would not have been executed nearly as well as it was um, like Sam Leverage uh, wrote in his excellent column this morning about Atletico's defense and how a, a defense with three guys who couldn't get a start earlier this season at a three million euro January transfer more or less shut City down for 70 minutes of, of this game and I, I think if there was and Joao Felix made five interceptions yesterday I thought according to who scored I thought Joao played a wonderful game, uh, a lot of commitment. And we, we know Griezmann is a guy who loves to do this running. Um, but, yeah, I think you raise an interesting point about what a result like this and a performance like this does for potential players you're trying to sign, potential sponsors. Maybe it has a significant impact. Maybe it doesn't. Um, maybe those are back. Those are backroom negotiations that we're, we're not usually privy to. Um, and I was going to make another point, but I it, I can feel it just slowly. It's loosening from my grasp. <laughs> it's just slowly <laughs> sliding away from me. Um, but, you know, I, I think, okay, I remember it now. If, if there were serious like, <laughs> problems about uh, this, this wouldn't have been a, a seriously committed defensive performance. If At least that's my theory anyway. If anyone had any qualms with how Atletico were going to play. Simeone said basically this is how we're going to play on Monday and everyone in the world practically based on Cholo's CV his track record that Atletico were going to do something like this on on Tuesday and lo and behold they did it didn't quite get the intended result uh, and you can you talked about the moral victory aspect of it earlier and and that is true this is definitely a moral victory but we're only at halftime in the tie and I think Atletico will play a bit differently at home next week when we can then finally make a, a, a full judgment on this tie and on this season. But I, I think more importantly, Atleti showed a commitment and a passion and a fire yesterday that had been missing, especially defensively, for so much of this season. They've conceded 37 goals in La Liga, which is just unheard of under Cholo. And you know, a guy like Felipe comes back into the into the team that makes 10 clearances in place of Jose Jimenez. 
Felipe's played 12 minutes in the past month. He comes in and plays a great game on Tuesday. And I think that's um, that's also something Cholo is going to take with him is that there is finally some defensive solidity and it's something to build on for this summer and for next season because something else I realized while watching this is, my God, they need to sign another center back, at least one, probably two. I'd say definitely two. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the squad does need significant investment. And I do think that, the, I mean, given the fact that Man City are, are, are funded by a, a, a state. Yeah, that, that's also like, a factor I mean, no, in no, this. There, there definitely is a, a difference in quality in both squads, but I don't think it's enough to merit sitting that deep and not getting a shot on or off target. Mm. Um, and, 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 like... I, like I, I probably contradict myself here in that, like you, you like uh, I think it was Thomas Tuchel was was asked a question in, when he was the PSG manager about signings, and he said basically, look, there's loads of players out there that are excellent, but um, there are very very few players that um, would upgrade our squad. So you have to like, so like, there's only. You you can spend all the money in the world and that's and that's fine. But uh, Americ Laporte, for example, did that interview with Sid Lowe in the in the Guardian, and he was saying yeah, about how um, you know like it's it's the level here is unbelievable from both sides, and and I think it's like and it's the, it is these fine margins in many ways, but like. We 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 look at the 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 amount of money that Man City spent, and and it is a lot. But it's not proportional to how much better they are than Atletico Madrid, if if that makes sense. Like you know. Yeah, and, I understand um, that. I, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I I just feel like um, I just feel like uh, you, you and and look, there is a difference in quality and, and that, but and but uh, Manchester City will will embarrass a lot of teams. Uh, they, well, they already have done it this year uh, under Pep in the Premier League and in the Champions League, and they'll continue to do so given how how strong they are. But again, I just think that uh, it's not. Um, I, don't, I don't think it merits sitting that deep and and uh, being that defensive. I think that's that's fair enough. Uh, another element to this is that the away goal, the away goals rule is gone, um, and with the away goals not really meaning anything anymore uh, why on earth would Atleti have done anything different than they did yesterday like if why would you sell out to get an away goal uh, only to have City come back and put two or three on you and pretty much take you out of the return leg entirely mm. no that's very true as well and and, and that and, and maybe Atletico will come out and play a different style and and, uh, and shut me up <laughs> <laughs> in, in the second leg and, and and I I do get yeah, that that makes complete sense and I do get Simeone's um and, and and at the end of the day we're talking about the professionalism of Atletico Madrid and how good they were in, in what they were asked to do it and I I did think they executed it very well and I did think that um well I I didn't agree with it I thought that they did execute it really well and 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 it just shows that Simeone still and always will have that massive respect at Atletico Madrid, what he's done for the club. And, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to him. He gets to decide uh, what, what way they play, given how he took Atletico from, from a mid-table team to where we're talking about them right now, where it would be a travesty if they missed out on the Champions League, where it would be a travesty if they didn't just miss out on the Champions League, but if they didn't make it into the last 16, it would be a, it would be seen as a failure. Like, what he's done is just incredible, and I think he'll always hold that respect um, as a manager and as a, 
and as uh, especially for Atletico Madrid now maybe if you go somewhere else you might have to earn that respect again but at Atletico it's there and it's it's pretty much set in stone now mm-hmm. um, and and the the players obviously do still trust them completely which would have been the, the the recent run of results would have definitely helped him sell his game plan and sell it and and I think that none of the players are in any doubt either that what they did if they went out and played like that against Porto maybe a few of the players might like raise a few questions but I think against City it made sense and 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 uh, it, it wouldn't have been that hard to sell to the players. And they're still alive in in this tie at the one uh, and the second leg at the Wanda next Wednesday. But before that, Robbie, uh, Letty have a, an island trip to make on Saturday afternoon against an ice cold Mallorca team. So we're going to switch gears and preview that game now. Uh, Mallorca, Robbie, they're not in good shape. They are in the drop zone. They have just changed coaches. They've lost seven in a row, haven't scored in three. Uh, ooh, what has been going on with them? Yeah, I just think that they're struggling with, with quality and um, they recently changed their manager and I think that uh, yeah I just think that they're, they're going they're, they're mired in a relegation battle right now and just things aren't going their way and uh, yeah they're they're uh, they're struggling massively yeah seven consecutive losses um, and they haven't scored in five of the last six uh, they've got three goals in the past six. All of them came in one game, and ultimately a four-three loss to Celta. Who do you think ultimately gets relegated? Apropos of nothing. Um. Well, I'd say Levante are gone. I think Alaves are gone, and I would say um. Uh, Granada are struggling. I really hope Raya don't go down. But um. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would say. Looking at it, probably Mallorca, given how good Caddy or how how much improved Caddies are recently. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Granada, yeah. I'd be or, worried. Sorry, maybe Mallorca, Mallorca, Mallorca. I'd be worried for Granada too. I think Alaves, Mallorca, Granada are the three that are ultimately going to go down. I, Levante are going to find some way to stay up because they're they're they can't kill them. They're unkillable, uh, and they're they're playing better recently uh, with eight games to go. They're still in the drop zone, but they finally moved off bottom place which Alaves are in now uh, but a- as for Mallorca um, yeah a lot of expectation around them this season they came back up from Segunda they had a, a pretty exciting summer window bringing in Fernino from Villarreal Take Kubo from Real Madrid both on loan and it's and they, they were doing decently enough up until about seven weeks ago and they have not won any of the past seven and and they're catching an Atletico team that is un- unbeaten or th- that was unbeaten in eight that is still on a six game winning streak in La Liga. Do you expect Simeone to liberally rotate for this game? Yeah, I'd say he's going to have to. Uh, and given the fact that uh, Man City play Liverpool at the weekend, so they're going to be exhausted, you would hope. And Atletico will, will, will rest all their players and and uh, come out with a and try to hurt hurt City early on next week. Yeah, the, another element, yet another element to this uh, Atletico City second leg is that City have a, on paper at least, considerably tougher game this weekend. Uh, Liverpool and City can just kill each other while Atletico get to go to Mallorca and rotate and uh, at least feasibly rest some of these players who've been playing excessive minutes, some of these guys who figure to feature prominently next Saturday. Uh, I would expect Yannick Carrasco to start. I would expect on how Correa to start. Mario Hermoso, Luis Suarez might get starts. 
Like, yeah, why not, right? This is the perfect game for Suarez to start because he didn't play on Tuesday. Yeah, and and uh, and Rodrigo de Paul, for example, probably get a start. And and I think that um, I think that uh, it will give them a chance, maybe, to prove that they're worth a, a go. Acuna will probably start. Like, yep. did they're probably worth it? And and it'll give them a chance to fight for a place next Wednesday. And also, uh, it will. They should definitely have enough to beat Mallorca. Like that's still a very, very good team. You just named out, or yeah, uh, it wasn't a full team, but <laughs> seven players you named out. Like they, they should still have enough to beat Mallorca, even with the team likely to be chopped and changed. Cunha scored the last time Atleti played Mallorca, and we'll see if he does so again on Saturday. And that is an earlier than usual kickoff. Atleti have been playing a lot of late games lately, like nine o'clock local time. This will be what a four o'clock, four fifteen kickoff. So. Yeah, for me, it'll be a 7.15 kickoff, so early riser on Saturday. I got to go to sleep early Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An, early, an early start on the island. Yeah, um, among the perils of, of following a, a Spanish football club from America is that sometimes you have to get up at ungodly hours to watch them. Yeah, but we, I, I, I've got the same with the Chicago Bulls and Bears, man. So oh, yeah. That's true. You're yeah, a Chicago it's, guy. Uh, it's just, oh, woe, woe is me during <laughs> the NFL season. What are your thoughts on on the uh, on the Bulls right now, man? Yeah, they're they're really struggling at the moment. I, I I don't know. Like I mean, you look at the way that they're playing, and uh, like Billy Donovan is 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 an excellent coach, and I think he's the right man for the job. But uh, or that he's going to turn turn it around. But I just feel like that kind of hero ball uh, with 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 Demar Derozan just as. It's, it just doesn't work, uh, and 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 you look at the 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 way that the some of the other teams are playing, and yeah, I just don't think it's really uh, all that. Uh, it's it's not it's not it's not a very modern approach. Yeah, they were playing a lot better earlier this season than they are now. They were top of the Eastern Conference for for a while, but the Heat and the Celtics, the Bucks have all passed them, and I think those are all better teams than the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, and they've got some nice players, and they've got a nice uh, base now with Levine, yeah, uh, Vucevic. Uh, I like uh, Pat, uh, Pat Williams is, is good. Uh, I just think that yeah, I don't know, I don't know some of the, you know, I don't think no, they're not going to do anything if, even if they make the play in this season. Hey, it's still probably more fun than what the Bears are going to do this coming season, right? Yeah, the Bears are in tank mode. I think mm-hmm. it looks like. Uh, which is kind of sad because I was all excited when they um, when they drafted Justin Fields, but oh man, I'm starting to worry now that he mightn't be the answer. And just like yeah, I, I like I when I like I lived in Chicago for years, and and my first ever game was um, my first ever game in Soldier Field was uh, I went to see the Chicago Bears versus the Philadelphia Eagles in 2005 mm. when Terrell Owens, yeah, and like oh man. Bears. The Bears actually haven't had a quarterback in my lifetime. Uh, I remember. <laughs> no, they haven't, have they? I was living in Chicago when they when they, I was living there when they heard, when they traded for Jay Cutler, and I was like, oh my god, this is it. But that was just that was just really really disappointing him. And yeah, it's, it's and it's absolutely depressing watching Aaron Rodgers because he just so good with the Packers and like they moved from Favre to him, and it's just like how 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 like. How does how do you do that? Like that's thirty thirty years of quarterback. Yeah. Man, Rex Grossman, Kyle Orton. Oh man. And put put some respect on Grossman's main name. He led you to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sexy Rexy. Sexy. Put some respect. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is right. That was his nickname. My God. All right, man. Well, on on that note, I think we have just about exhausted our our resources on this edition of Cold Chinero Chat. Uh, Robbie, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. No worries, man. I'll chat to you at the weekend. Always a pleasure. We we will be chatting this weekend about Atleti's island trip to face Mallorca, and we will also be talking a little bit more about and previewing the second leg of the Champions League quarterfinal tie with Man City. Thank you all for listening and for your continued support. Reminder, you can uh, follow us on social media and keep up with our latest content on IntoTheCalderon.com. We also have a Patreon page with exclusive audio goodies and other programming, uh, Patreon.com slash Chat. Finally, make sure you subscribe to the Atletico Madrid Podcast Network on Spotify, where you can get access to all recent episodes of this program, Colt Neuro Chat, and our sister show, the Partido a Partido podcast. We'll talk to you all next time. Adios.